to another broadcast over at Crossire. And we'd like to thank you for taking the time to listen. If you'd like to turn your Bibles, turn to Ephesians chapter number 5. We are dealing with a continuation from the Sunday message on the will of God for your life, for your family's life, for your church's life, for your community's life, for the whole world. We're dealing with the will of God. A verse of scripture from Ephesians 5 that says, Wherefore be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. Dear Heavenly Father, show us thy will. In Jesus' precious holy name, amen. We're reading from Ephesians chapter 5 in connection with the will of God. But fornication and all uncleanness and covetous, let it not be once named among you, as becometh saints. Neither filthiness, nor foolish talking, nor jesting, which are not convenient, but rather giving of thanks. Now note these list of things. Fornication, uh, uncleanness, covetousness, filthiness, foolish talking, jesting which are not convenient. Uh, sometimes it's, it's good to have good, clean, honest fun. Uh, but sometimes you can get yourself in trouble. You go a little bit too far. But rather giving thanks. For this you know, that no whoremonger, nor unclean person, nor covetous man who is an adulterer hath any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Now, if any of these list of things uh, is predominant in your life, then if I was you, I would check my Christianity out. I would see that if I was really saved or if I've drifted into sin, I would remove that sin from myself. For this is the will of God, first of all, to be truly saved. Second of all, to truly walk the walk of faith. Let no man deceive you with vain words. For because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Be not ye therefore partakers with them. In simple words, it says here that it's possible for a believer to be partaker of these things with these children, our lost children, our children of disobedience. It is possible but this is not the will of God. For ye were, sometime, were sometimes darkness, for ye were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. Now this is the will of God. This is spelled out. We so much want to know the mysterious but we're not willing to perform what is written. 
For the fruit of the Spirit is all goodness and righteousness and truth. Now, this is the fruit of the Spirit. All goodness and righteousness and truth. These are the will of God to do all goodness, to have a righteousness in your life, and to always speak and do the truth. This is the will of God. Provide what is acceptable, providing, proving, excuse me, proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. Now, just weigh it in the balances. Is this really acceptable unto the Lord, what I'm doing in my life? Now, the places I'm going, the things I'm saying, the things I'm doing, are these really acceptable unto the Lord? Now, how do I know? You place them in the balances of the Word of God. If they balance out with the Word of God, then there's no problem. If they do not balance out with the Word of God, there is a problem. Can I stress to you the importance of knowing the Word of God? And I, I don't say this to belittle anyone, but I've heard people pray, and I knew by their prayers they didn't know the Word of God. Because if they'd known the Word of God, they never would have prayed what they prayed. I've heard people say amen, hallelujah. And if they knew the Word of God, they'd never said amen, hallelujah. So many of us are so ignorant concerning the Word of God that we do not have the ability to perform the will of God in proving what is acceptable and what is not acceptable and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. For it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. That, that right there is a real trying verse right there. In simple words, uh, you hear of somebody that's doing something wicked. Uh, by you speaking about it, uh, you become partaker of it. Now, you know, the old natural ears and the old natural mind, uh, they like to hear things. That's just contrary to God. And you're out of the will of God when you speak about these things that these people have done in secret. Someone's committing fornication. Someone's committing uh, this or that. And you talk about it. Well, you're out of the will of God, first of all, and also, you become partakers of it. Now, that's hard to swallow for some of you, I'm sure. 
But if you knew the book, you'd have to agree with me. For it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. But you know, old sister, sister's got to tell sister, sister. Our brother, brother's got to tell brother, brother about what somebody else is doing. And they don't realize by being ignorant of the word of God that they have become partakers of that sin. I'd recommend that uh, quite a few of you right at the moment confessing to God that you're guilty of this and leave it alone from that point. For all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light. For whatsoever doeth make manifest is light. Wherefore he saith, Awake thou that steepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. This is the will of God for your life. We've been reading uh, Ephesians chapter number 5, and we're coming up on verse number 17, which tells us something very interesting about these groups of Scripture. Uh, Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding that the will of the Lord is. And we go back to our reading in verse number 15. See them, see then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. Now, don't go around being foolish, but be wise. Keep your eyes open, keep your ears open, Watch where you put your hands. Watch where your feet go. Watch where you put other portions of your body also. Don't be a foolish individual, but be a wise individual in the things of God. This is the will of God. Verse 16, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Now the days are made up of evil men evil ways and evil things and evil sayings. But you redeem the time doing the will of God and doing the things of God. Think not that you have tomorrow. Think not that you have the next hour or the next minute or the next second. Say, I'm going to do such and such. Well, if it be God's will, I'll do such and such. Take advantage of every single solitary moment that you have. I put God first. And after you've put God first, if there's some things that you can do that you enjoy doing that's good, clean, honest, do them. Take advantage of what God allows you to take advantage of. There's nothing wrong with enjoying yourself if you've put God first. And might I say that if you put God first, I'm convinced that what you do in your entertainment is going to put God first also. God gave us things to do. Take advantage of what God offers. Don't slap God's hand. If God offers you something, don't slap his hand. Take what God offers. 
Because if God offers it, it's going to be good, it's going to be decent, it's going to be clean, it's going to be something that helps you either mentally, spiritually, physically, some way, financially, some way, what God offers is going to be a real asset to you. And of course, the verse we've been reading every time we've opened these scriptures. Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. Verse number 18. Be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Now, this is the will of God. First of all, to be filled with the Spirit, you must be indwelt with the Spirit. And to be indwelt with the Spirit, you must be saved. At the moment of salvation, every individual is indwelt with the Spirit of God. The Holy Ghost takes up a boat in your bosom and lives there. It is the earnest or the pledge of God unto you that you have salvation and that someday you'll be transformed into the likeness of the lovely Son of God, the Lord Jesus Christ. This is the will of God, that you be indwelt and that you be filled. Now to be filled is to be over-bubbling, over-filling with the Spirit of God. The, God uh, the Spirit controlling you and guiding you and leading you and directing you. And the filling of the Spirit is always given uh, for the purpose of the Son being lifted up and God being glorified. If some people uh, think they have the Spirit, the filling of the Spirit, uh, that they might be glorified or that an organization might be lifted up, then they don't know what the book says, now do they? Speaking to yourself in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now we're talking about the will of God. This is the will of God for you. Speaking to yourself in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart, to the Lord. Now that's a good sign. Uh, if you go about and your mind ponders and thinks about the things of God, now, now you have a natural life that you have to live. You have a business or a work or job. You have a home. You have things you have to do. You have a family. But at the same time, amazing grace is mighty sweet to sing to yourself while you're on the job. While you ride up and down the road, there's nothing wrong with singing to the top of your lungs. How strong a foundation, how solid a foundation we have. Uh, nothing wrong with singing uh, some of the old songs of the faith. Nothing wrong with quoting scripture to yourself. Nothing long wrong with having your mind, uh, how firm a foundation, we better get that straightened out, haven't we? Uh, but listen, there's nothing wrong uh, with having your mind centered uh, upon the things of God. It's been said that religion will drive you crazy. And might I say that that's true. Religion will drive you crazy. But Christianity will make you stronger and stronger in the faith. Stronger and stronger in the abilities that you have. Christianity will always lift up 
religion will tear down. We can see these things. That it's God's will for this to take place. And if you don't have a song in your heart, and if you can't sing praises unto him, and if you're not giving thanks always, then you're out of the will of God. This is the will of God, that you not be unwise and that you have understanding. This is the will of God. And then it speaks about the will of God in the, in the, married, in the life of married individuals, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. What you do to your husband, you do to them in the fear of God. Husband, what you do to your wife, you do in the fear of God. Now we're talking about the will of God and it's pinned down here in black and white. If you expect to, to go anywhere with God, if you expect to do anything for God, if you expect to do anything with God, if you expect your prayers to be answered, if you expect your family to be blessed, then you're going to have to do things according to the will of God. If you don't, then you're heading down the road of trouble. You're heading down the road of sorrow. Verse number 17. Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. And now we're down to reading in verse number 22. Wives, now remember, this is not what W.C. says. This is what God says, and this is the will of God. Now, are you saved? I want you to ask yourself that question. And if you can say, yes, I am saved by the grace of God, uh, then I want you to ask yourself this question. Do I want the will of God for my life? If you do, you're going to have to listen to the word of God and you're going to have to obey what God says, every jot and every tittle. That means every uh, dot of the I and every crossing of the T. You're going to have to do it if you want the will of God in your life. Verse 22. Wives, submit yourself unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church. And he is the savior of the body. Where therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Husbands, Love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. In simple words, Christ died for the church. Husbands, you should be also willing to die for your wife. Verse 26, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of the water by the word, that he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, 
but that it should be holy and without blemish. So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. Now, if you're a sick person in the head, you enjoy doing your body harm. But if you're a normal, healthy person, you don't want to hurt yourself. Uh, you're not going to intentionally take a chainsaw and saw into your leg if you're normal and healthy. You don't want to hurt yourself. And so it be here also. So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. You don't want to hurt yourself. So the word of God says, men, uh, you all not want to hurt your wives either. Whether it be physical and God forbid. Uh, you're nothing. You're low down. You're a rascal. You need to be taken out somewhere behind the barn and horse whipped if you beat your wife. If you do anything of physical harm to your wife, you need to be horse whipped. There's nothing wrong with that. I really believe men ought to have that to do things like this. Because uh, you're low life. You're just as sorry as you can be. Now, you don't like that, do you? But if you're that kind of low life, that's what somebody ought to do to you. The Word of God says you shouldn't harm your wife. You should uh, lift your wife up. You should support your wife. You should be kind to your wife. You should do things for your wife. So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. Now, there's something about that there. Uh, if you love yourself, you're going to love your wife. And if you don't love your wife, then that means that there's something about yourself that you don't like either. I'll tell you, you talk about two-edged sword. Uh, the Word of God truly is. It'll cut you all to pieces. But there's one sweet thing about it. It's a balm from Gilead. It's a healing salve. It'll bring healing just as quick as it brings cutting. And that's amazing. It'll cut you all to pieces. And at the same time, it'll stitch you back together and make you better than you ever were before. It'll cut out that wickedness. It'll cut out that hard-hearted. It'll cut out that covetous. It'll cut out that malice. It'll cut out the wickedness that you're doing. Uh, for no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourished it and cherished it even as the Lord, the church. For we are members of the body of his flesh and his bone. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and shall be joined unto his wife, and they shall be one flesh. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Nevertheless, let every one of you who you in particular, so love his wife, even as himself. And the wife see that she reverence her husband. Now, these are some very hard sayings to some individuals, especially in this day and time of modernistic beliefs. Uh, the person wanting to be the lead of this and the head of that. So on, we have made many mistakes. And we've stepped out of the will of God. Now, these are hard sayings for some of you, men and women. 
their hard sayings. And you may be saved, but do you really want the will of God for your life? I know you get tired of me asking that question, but for some reason you continue to listen now, don't you? Do you really want the will of God? Did you think the will of God was going to be so involved? I'll be honest with you, until I did a little study and I didn't realize some of the things here. The will of God is a, is a very important thing. And if you'll listen Sunday, we'll tell you some more things about the will of God for your lives. Dear, 